Welcome to another episode of the new Ray Media Show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about e-commerce. What a shocker, right? Well, not exactly e-commerce, more like how to convert your brick and mortar to online and many different subjects in that category. Can I do it? Should I do it? We'll discuss all that in this episode. And as a bonus, we will have a very special guest. So stay tuned for that. So the perfect time to start an e-commerce would have been 10 years ago in 2012, when the connection to the internet started rising exponentially all around the globe. The second best time to start an e-commerce shop would have been two years ago during the COVID-19 government lockdowns. According to a report by Digital Commerce 360, just in the first few months of 2020, the sales for online realtors all around the world rose. Just like right now, my crypto investments are crashing. If you flip that, that's what e-commerce looked like in 2020. As COVID spread, man, we're gonna have so many learn more about COVID tags all around this video, but anyway. As COVID spread, the whole world was forced to go into lockdowns for quite some time. But of course you know this, and my new social anxiety disorder definitely knows it too. Now, this meant bad news for every retail store, restaurant, and shop out there. Many businesses had to go to digital ASAP just to survive or just continue doing business. Some others just went broke. But online shopping was thriving. In 2020, e-commerce sales grew 18.2%. That's 10% more than compared to 2019. The same year, Amazon's net worth went from $75.4 billion to $125 billion, the highest increase since it was founded in 1994. Just imagine trying to deal with a lockdown 20 years ago. With no internet, no home office, it would have been very, very hard. Who knows what's to follow in the upcoming years? Maybe VR shopping? Imagine customer service via Zoom? You for sure want to be part of it. And that's why the third best time to start an e-commerce store is right now. It really doesn't matter the type of business that you do. You can always offer your products and services online. Check out what other businesses like yours are doing online. And if they're zero, then be the first. The first thing to consider is the platform as it determines everything else. Amazon is the go-to for any kind of product. This means an attractive variety of products for all kinds of people. It comes with great deals, with fast shipping, but it also means that there's a lot of competition and you really need to find a way to stand out amongst the crowd. If you want your business to grow, think about how to stand out. Oh, and don't forget Amazon fees because they're pretty high. But not to worry, there are several other websites that can host your online shop, such as Etsy. This is uh, mostly dedicated to vintage and decorative items, arts and crafts, jewelry, all that kind of stuff. There's even an option to sell on social media networks. Facebook Marketplace, Instagram, and even TikTok now has its own tools to set up your shop and manage all your content strategy in one place. Of course, you can always create your own .com and host your shop with tools like Shopify or WordPress. This option might seem a little daunting, I admit, but you will have full control of all your operations. Plus, creating a website ain't so difficult nowadays, nor expensive if you want to outsource. No matter the platform you use, the greatest challenge for e-commerce is to describe and accurately portray your products 
in a set of images and nothing more. We all know this. The main advantage retail has over e-commerce is that you get to physically see the product, grab it, identify if it's actually what you need or not. And we have to make it up on e-commerce with descriptive and detailed images of our products and maybe a video or two of your product, uses, specifics, you name it. You have to step up your game in that department. If you don't wanna convert your brick and mortar into an e-commerce, it's fine. You don't have to, unless you have to because of, you know, but you should still try to open an online shop to create some synergy with your physical shop and your online presence. You can start with Amazon and build your way up to your own website from there. With e-commerce rising, people are shopping more because it's easier, it's less friction. So you should start building an online presence in order to get a head start or even just catch up. For the same reason, many retailers had to migrate online just to keep up with the competition. This is the case with Walmart, Sears, Canadian Tire. Where is Giant Tiger? I've not seen one since I was 10 years old. Man, I miss that place. Anyway, this is all because online businesses have huge benefits. Costs are low. You save on rent on operational costs, less employees, and you can offer even more competitive prices. If you already have a brick and mortar, you can use that as your base of operations and start your e-commerce with barely any extra work or expenses. Always open, all around the globe. Even when you're sleeping, we should make this into a dance, man. You will be generating money thanks to the always available World Wide Web. All you would have to consider is shipping, but we'll do a little bit more on that in the next topic. Gather info and customize your experience. If you love cookies with e-commerce, you'll love them even more. Thanks to those cookies, you can offer a unique shopping experience for everybody. Here, let me open up my Amazon app. And right off the bat, we see I love buying a, well, you can see a lot of production equipment, a lot of little tools for video, uh, I've been looking a lot of that into that stuff, so they recommend that. I watch a lot of YouTube videos on that, so obviously Amazon is recommending those products. We see some female products. Yeah, yeah, sure. All that kind of stuff fits my personality. Stay in touch with your audience. If you ask for somebody's email as a retailer, probability says you'll get a no. I know, we've tried it, but you can easily get it with your shop and have it for newsletters and other kind of content. This depending on your wherever you are and the local laws with having to do with that. Now we track and strike. Track your customer's journey to find out why they dropped out from the buying process. This allows you to strike back with a solution for your funnel or even interesting offers from your buyers. Remember, online shopping is an experience. And here we have the lovely Haley to tell us some tips about branding and storytelling. Haley, take it away. Hi guys, my name is Haley. I'm a brand strategist and designer, and I'm here to talk to you about taking your brick and mortar to the world wide web. So you wanna start selling online? You might be getting hung up on how to translate your brick and mortar store and brand into an e-commerce brand. Branding allows us to find a gap in the marketplace, fill it and create a story that gets a community excited and pumped up to participate and to ultimately buy. There is a lot that goes into branding, but if you're looking to transform your store into an online store, you have a few things to think about. The top three things that I want to talk about are your strategy, your visual design, and your brand storytelling through your e-commerce store. 
Number one, your strategy. Make sure your strategy is aligned to the e-commerce marketplace. Have you taken a look at what competitors are doing online? Are you sure that you stand apart? Once you start to really dive in and see how your competitors are positioning themselves, meaning that main difference that draws customers to their product, you will be able to see if your brand can withstand the e-commerce competition because there's going to be a lot more competition online rather than in your little city or neighborhood. You want to do a competitor analysis for this part. To break down the competitor analysis, first determine who your competitors are and get a nice list going. Then start to look at what products your competitors are offering and take a look at their pricing. Look at the lifestyle or feeling their brands are selling. Although Super Smalls didn't start as a brick and mortar, I find them to be very fun and an inspirational case study. If Super Smalls happened to be one of my competitors, I'd want to look at the overall feeling they're selling me. What do we see? We see a lot of playful imagery, bright colors, fun copy, and a really great and childlike feeling of indulgence. Those kids love the finer things in life. We see this from the design to things like the copy and the product names. Some of the product names are Garden Get Together Ring Set, Power Lunch Ring Set, Ice Cream Run Ring Set, or the Happy Hour Bracelet Set. Branding is all about emotion, so it's important to look at our competitors and see how they're positioned and how they display emotion through copy, design, and color. You might want to ask yourself, are they branded for kids, families, women, men? How are they communicating through their brand design? And as a part of this, observe how they tell their brand story, not only through copy, but visually. We'll talk more about this later. All of this leads us to positioning. Perhaps you've worked on positioning your brand. But if you're positioning your brand in a local space, you might want to reevaluate while you dig into your competitor analysis because the internet is so big. Positioning is defined as the place that a brand occupies in the minds of the customers and how it is distinguished from the products of the competitors. Take what you learned from your competitor analysis and define what makes you different online if you haven't already. A great example of a brand that tells a great story and has a very strong position online and in their brick and mortar is Thistle Farms. Thistle Farms supports women survivors. They provide them with a safe house in their two-year residential program. They provide them with a job and aftercare when they leave the program, giving them access to counseling, education, and financial help. Once you really start to nail down your position in the marketplace, try to put it into one sentence. This one sentence is really important because it lays the foundation for the work to come. Your positioning statement is the North Star of all that you will create. I don't know the exact positioning statement for Thistle Farms, but I'm guessing it's something like blazing a path for physical, mental, and economic freedom for women survivors. That brings us to point two, creating strategic visual design. A good graphic designer will take a brand strategy and transform it into a design. All of the work you've done with your brand strategy will help you with your design for your online store. You really want to take all of that great research and your positioning statement to help you get to a place where your position is seen, felt, and heard through your design. Show them, don't tell them. Visual design is a great tool for us to communicate who we are as a brand. You will do this through your copy, photos, and of course your social media. As you create your online shop, ask yourself how to communicate your strategy in a visual way. So far I've shown you Thistle Farms and Super Smalls, but another brand that translates their strategy into a great online experience is Fishwife. The term Fishwife dates back to the 16th century and originally referred to the daughters or wives of fishermen who sold fish at the market. The term gradually evolved into a gendered insult for women who are brash, foul-mouthed, and brassy. 
brash, foul-mouthed, and brassy. What great words to describe a woman you can relate to. Perhaps my favorite word that describes a fishwife is brassy, which means tastelessly showy or loud in appearance or manner, typically used of a woman. Fishwife has taken this concept and crafted a written narrative, but also a visual language. What do you think of when you think of the word brassy? What kind of visual design does that word summon up? For me, it's loud colors, bright and saturated photography, and bold illustrations. Fishwife is branding done well. The culmination of design and storytelling seamlessly intertwined, inviting us in and getting us fired up and ready to buy. That brings us to our last point, tell your story online. Once you have your positioning statement defined, think about the ways in which you can tell your story. Do you have a brand manifesto? How about a narrative of how your company came to be? The trick here is that the story needs to be emotional. You might consider getting a copywriter or a brand strategist to help write your story and define your values in an engaging, emotional way. You really want your target audience to rally behind you and get excited. Once you have your brand visuals down, start to develop your story throughout every channel. We're talking social media, package design, email marketing, and all of your touch points. Remember, a huge part of great branding and transitioning your store to an online marketplace is telling that juicy story through visuals and copy. I think one of the most important ways to tell your story through e-commerce is photography. A brand that tells a story through product photography is going to be a brand that engages the customer and differentiates from competitors. I hope this gave you a quick overview on taking your brand to the next level online and I wish you so much luck. So as we said, shopping is an experience, but e-commerce has made it really comfortable and fast. Just think about it. Back before the interwebs, it meant drive to the mall, walking down the aisle, finding what you're looking for, comparing it with what's available, does it fit, does it not, deciding on the spot, waiting in line, going back to your car, and then driving all the way back home. But now all you do is Google, scroll, scroll, click, click, and the product arrives the next day. Does that not blow your mind? Imagine all the free time that you're gaining now. So much time for different activities. Here's the thing, it'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. It's not even a problem if someone might take a week or two to decide if they wanna purchase or not. You can always track their interest and strike back with an appealing offer that guarantees some sales or some savings. Or even better, if you're killing it, you have social media content that's entertaining, that's gonna keep them engaged, and maybe later down the road, they decide to purchase. As this is an experience, you should make it easy for your customer. It's supposed to be a website, not a labyrinth. It's so much better to make a few clicks here than fill out a huge form. Another huge turnoff comes in the checkout process. Offer convenient and familiar payment methods like PayPal, you know, your credit card. It's safe and trustworthy. Setting up uncommon payment methods on your website, you know, to save a percentage here and there, a couple cents, we've all considered it. It's the equivalent of going down an alley, buying from a random stranger, and you know, you have the feeling that you might get mugged. But in the scenario, you have the feeling of, ugh, someone's gonna steal my identity. Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. To make shopping an experience for your customers, you really need to think about two things, shipping and marketing. Regarding shipping, you have to consider who is picking and packaging for your business. Are you shipping for free or cost-effectively? Are you using Canada Post or maybe some faster, more competitive shipping like FedEx? People usually choose fast over free shipping. 
And if on top of that, you can ship worldwide, you'll widen your range of opportunities. Something that Shopify is doing that's huge right now is exactly trying to solve that problem for small businesses, making worldwide shipping and payments super easy. So if you're considering shipping worldwide and selling to customers worldwide, check out Spotify because it's a very good option. So about your marketing strategy, this is how you will attract new customers. In order to buy from you, people need to know you first. The best place to start is creating content to showcase your product online. Test them, show them how to use it. You can use topics related to your products as a way to lead people down their journey. Now for this, you would have to identify your buying persona. But here it is, it shouldn't be a problem if you have a brick and mortar. You just think about who actually walks into your shop who buys your products. You should already know who your repeat customers are and base it off of them. So for a quick summary, the moment to start an e-commerce store is right now. You don't have to rush it and make the full transition to digital, but e-commerce is the key to the opportunities that are to come. And as I said, technology is moving fast and connection to the internet worldwide is growing and growing and growing. We don't know what will be possible in a few years to come, but you already have everything you need to be part of it. So a huge thanks to Haley, our guest on this episode. Go check her out, go follow her on all social media. This is her information, amazing tips. So hats off to her and a big thank you. Also, be sure to check out our next episode because I'll be giving you some tips on how to grow your e-commerce business. Till next time. That's it. Episode's over. But don't forget to subscribe because that really helps us to know that you're liking the content we're making. Till next time.